Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Clover from Miguel Cabrera. I don't know if you can see that. But what a weekend for Miggy, and what a weekend at this ballpark. I mean, it was truly freaking awesome. 40,000 fans, especially on Saturday and Sunday, packed Comerica Park. And the Tigers did a great job of saying goodbye to one of the greatest right-handed hitters of all time. On Friday, there was a drone show after the game. Tigers lost that game to the Guardians. But the drones were sweet. Number 24 profile of Miguel Cabrera. The entire crowd stayed. There were fireworks. It was awesome. Everything started off on the right foot. Saturday, there was a ceremony for Miggy before the game. Tigers won that game 8 to nothing, And they gave a ton to Miggy. They donated to his charity. They made these really cool cleats for him made out of baseballs that were significant to Miggy's career. And they made a massive 24 statue, if you will, that's in right center field right now, but I got to believe they're going to move it someplace else. They used 3,000 baseballs. 500 of them were gold to signify the 500 home runs. 3,000, of course, for the 3,000 hits. And they put it all together. It looked really cool. And they unveiled that, of course, on Saturday. And then on Sunday, Sunday was the coolest. Because if you showed up early to the ballpark, why the hell are you not showing up early to the ballpark? It's Miggy's last day, right? Lines were out the door. But if you showed up to the ballpark, there was a sign. In fact, here, I can maybe pick one up. Here, bear with me. Here we go. Looked a little something like this, okay? And you had to hold this up. And on the lower bowl, it said Gracias Miguel Cabrera. The upper tank, there was the number 24 behind home plate. And then there was 3,000 down one, the first baseline, and 500 down the third baseline. The entire stadium, they needed the fans' help, and they did a hell of a job. I mean, it was just a phenomenal weekend at the ballpark to say goodbye to one of the greatest right-handed hitters of all time, surefire Hall of Famer, and he's going to stick around with the organization. Apparently, he is now a special assistant to Scott Harris as well. But the way Miggy's career ended was unbelievable. I don't think Hollywood 
could script it any better. And I feel that line gets used a lot, but I think it's truly true in this situation. In case you missed it, Miguel Cabrera strike out his first at-bat, struck out his second at-bat, his third at-bat, he got walked in four straight pitches. None of the pitches were even close. So he gets walked. And I'm thinking, okay, that's the end of it. They're going to take him out of the game. He's going to do his fanfare. That's that. No, I was wrong. Top of the eighth gets going. Guardians are at the bat. And they didn't even tell Miguel Cabrera this, apparently. But they sent him out to first base. And the coolest thing about the entire thing was the crowd was going insane. Miggy didn't realize that he was the only person on the field. A.J. Hinch in this dugout that I'm sitting on, held back every other player on the field. Sent Miggy out there by himself. Green Day was playing. The song is called Good Riddance, but if you had the time of your life, you know what song I'm talking about. So you got 40,000 fans cheering their asses off. You got Miguel Cabrera out there by himself saying goodbye to the people that have watched him for such a long time. It was awesome. It was chill-inducing. If you did not get chills, you're a droid. You're a clone. You're not human. You don't have blood. And then it got even cooler because that would have been enough. See him to play first base one last time, first time since 2021. He had to borrow Spencer Torkelson's mitt, his glove, his first base glove, because apparently Miggy threw his own out. Miggy, by the way, Gave it back to Tork, signed it. And Tork says he's now going to retire it. But Miggy's standing out there by himself. He's got to be freaking out, knowing this is the end. There's not a soul in this place that had their butts in their seats. It was such a sight to see. And then the first batter comes up, and he's Stephen Kwan from the Cleveland Guardians. And what did he do? He grounded out to Miguel Cabrera. Baseball gods, people. Baseball gods. Miggy grounds the ball, gets the out. A.J. Hinch then comes out with two of Miggy's children and says, Miggy, you started the day with your kids. You're going to end the day with your kids. Time to get off the field. And all of a sudden, Miggy's walking towards the dugout. Every Detroit Tiger, I think in the organization, streamed to the field. And the Cleveland Guardians knew about this, and they didn't care. There was no delay of game. There was no pitch clock that expired. They just let it all happen. You saw the bullpen run in. There's only two times in baseball that you see the people in the pen run in. One is a brawl. The second is apparently saying goodbye to the greatest right-handed hitter in the history of the game, or at least of our generation. So Miggy said goodbye to everybody. He walked out, did his last post-game scrum, walked out the tunnel, and that was that. The end of the career of Miguel Cabrera. It was awesome. You could not have scripted it better. It was so cool. I mean, it's one of those things that could not have been more perfect. I think back to guys calling it quits, even when like Derek Jeter or Albert Poole said goodbye, none of them were as cool as this. But you know what made it the coolest? You. Detroit. You made it the coolest. Listen, Mickey deserved you to be here. Surefire Hall of Famer. 511 homers, 3,173 hits. I got some crazy stats before we get into this. He finishes his career with 500 homers, 
3,000 hits, and an average over 300. Only three guys in the history of Major League Baseball have ever done that. Miguel Cabrera, Hank Aaron, and Willie Mays. Miggy, 500 homers, 3,000 hits, 600 doubles. Only three guys in the history of Major League Baseball has ever done that. Hank Aaron, Albert Pujols, and of course, Miguel Cabrera. And then Miggy also finished his career. 500 homers, 3,000 hits, and a triple crown. Only one guy has ever done that in the long history of Major League Baseball. That's Miguel Cabrera. So he deserved to get the treatment that he got. He's that good of a baseball player, and there will never be another one. But yesterday, or as I sit here today, today was about Miggy. The rest is about you, though. Because who says thank you to you? You packed this place. 40,000 deep for at least Saturday and Sunday. And if we're looking at this place, Tigers aren't going to make the postseason. They haven't done it since 2014. The majority of the seasons have been truly dreadful. Miguel Cabrera has not been the guy he's been for at least six years. In fact, people on sports radio, maybe myself, have said at times, get him off the team. I'm sick of him taking up a roster spot. I'm sick of him making 30 mil. DFA him. I'm sick of Miggy. Some of those people showed up today. Some of those people showed up to say, wow. Miguel Cabrera has not been his same self in the last six seasons. Only 65 total homers, right? But Detroit doesn't care because Detroit's a great sports town. And you showed up because this guy means something to you. You take a look at him and you say to yourself, I remember 2013. I remember 2012. I remember the postseason. I remember the Triple Crown. I remember the MVPs. That's you. You made this as good as it was. You. Yes, Miggy being here, sure. But I was truly trying to think of, in comment section below if you want to hit on this, because I was talking to other media members, how many fans are going to show up like they did this weekend for another superstar in another city? Like when Mike Trout calls it quits in Anaheim, are they going to do what they did today for Detroit? I don't know. I'm asking. Maybe the answer is yes. Maybe it's a foolish question I'm asking you. But to see Detroit show up and say goodbye to one of the greatest to ever do it, that's why Detroit's awesome. This sports scene has been brutal. You know this. For over a decade, Pistons have stunk. The Red Wings have stunk. The Tigers have stunk. The Lions have stunk up until recently. And you show up. And you are major fans. And I just kind of feel that, like, you know what? The weekend was about Miggy. But today should be about you. Thank you, Detroit, for being the kick-ass fans that you are. And as I was watching Miggy and watching all these people on their feet, I did realize, like, my goodness, Detroit fans are the best. And as you know, Detroit gets a bad rap. People take their shots all the time. I'll never forget, it was ridiculous. It was Kings and Red Wings on a Friday night. Fan got drunk at the old Joe Louis Arena. Climbed down the scaffolding. I don't know how he got there. But they had to clear out two sections of seats because they were afraid this guy was going to fall. Thankfully, everything turned out to be okay. Guy was okay. But I'll never forget a Kings beat writer. After we were asking what happened, we found out that the guy climbed up on the scaffolding and he probably was a little inebriated. This Kings beat writer says, only in Detroit. 
And I looked at him and I'm like, listen, dude, only in Detroit? Oh, yes, because Detroit is known for drunk fans climbing through scaffoldings and almost falling on the ice and fans, right? Like, Detroit gets a bad rap. That's why there's Detroit against the world. You know this. I remember one time the Wings were playing the Oilers and some beat writer in a game story, it was just like a preview game story, decided to cite Detroit's crime rates. It's ridiculous. Like, what does that have to do with anything? People take shots at Detroit, but there's no better sports town than right here, the Motor City. And once again, we proved it over the weekend. That's all we do is prove it. You show up, even though the team sometimes don't show up for you, you always show up, which is awesome. But it wasn't just this weekend. What about Thursday? Lambeau Field at Green Bay. You embarrass them. That's a nationally televised game. The entire world was watching, and there were so many Lions fans at Lambeau Field. The iconic Lambeau Field. The frozen tundra, which wasn't frozen. You embarrassed your rivals. Now, I know Packer fans will say, we don't care about you, but maybe they're going to be forced to care about you considering the Lions have beat the Packers the last four years. Last four times, rather. Four times in a row. They beat them later this year at Ford Field, make it five. You embarrassed the Packers at the place they play, at the place that the great Vince Lombardi coached, that they felt the need to issue a statement. They were compelled enough because there was so much Honolulu blue. After the game, in case you missed it, there was the entire lower bowl filled with Lions fans. You embarrass them so much, which is so unbelievably freaking awesome, that they had to issue a statement, and what a dumb statement it was. Let me read this to you. This was the Packers' response to Detroit embarrassing them on the field and on the field. Quote, the Packers have encountered our ticket holders to sell. Let me try this again. I apologize. A lot going on. Here's the statement. The Packers have encouraged our ticket holders to sell to other fans when possible. But Packer fans. The secondary market, however, allows fans from anywhere to purchase tickets in Lambeau Field remains a popular destination for all fans, including those from other teams. We have seen this particularly with divisional games. They're making excuses. How great is that? They're making excuses. They're like, oh, listen, the only reason Detroit fans were here was because, well, you know what? Packer fans wanted to sell the tickets. And, well, we don't think this is that big of a game. We live for the playoffs, maybe. Why just sell them to Detroit fans? I love the excuse. I love it. Oh, it's not just the Lions. Other divisions do this, too, guys. You know, Bear fans do this, I'm sure. I'm sure Viking fans do this as well but it's funny because for none of their fan bases were you forced or compelled to issue a statement but then there's more to this statement which is even funnier at least in my opinion green bay added this part quote conversely this is how the packers often enjoy many packer fans at away games unquote that statement is begging packer fans to do the same that statement is begging Green Bay fans to go to other cities, Tampa Bay, Los Angeles, Dallas, buy the tickets from other fans of those towns and get your butts in the seats and support the pack. They're so jealous of Detroit fans. You embarrassed them. That's why I say thank you to you. I don't know if anybody thanks you. 
You've spent your hard-earned money over the course of your life on these teams. And these teams don't always give it back to you. It's usually a one-way street, especially over the last 12 to 15 years. Things do seem like they're changing. But I just think as so many fans showed up to pay respect to Miggy, so many fans showed up to obviously cheer the Lions on at Lambeau Field. Like, kudos to you, man. Kudos to you. We have the best fans in the freaking nation. Great job, Detroit. And that's what this podcast is about. Is that cheesy? Potentially. I hope you watch, though, because I truly mean it. There's no better fans. There are no better fans in the country than Detroit fans. That's why our radio station is so successful. Because of you. There's a lot of people that I'm sure turn their back. There's a lot of people that say they're not worth your time. There's a lot of people that say don't spend your money on them. You don't care. You love sports and you'll always be here. And that was never more evident than what I saw over the weekend and what I saw at Lambeau Field. Kudos to you. Great job. That's all. That's all I got. It was a great weekend at Comerica Park. It was a great weekend for Detroit. And that's that. Let's get to the comments, shall we? Nicely done, fellas and ladies. Great job. Here. There we go. We're very close. All right. Comment section. Every episode of The Daily Ticket, we read a positive and negative comment. Here's the good comment. Sometimes there's questions. Question number one. Jeff, do you think the Lions could not just win the NFC North, but win the entire NFC? Absolutely. I was thinking about this ever since the Green Bay game. Ever since the Packer game, I'm thinking about this. So over the weekend, the Eagles won, but in overtime against Washington. And then, of course, San Francisco rolled and Dallas rolled. I think there's four great teams in the NFC. I think the Cowboys are still great despite losing last week. I think the Niners probably the best team. I think the Eagles are still trying to figure it out a little bit, but they're still damn good. And then there's the Lions. But then you look at the Lions' schedule. There are so many beatable teams on that schedule. There is no reason that the Lions don't win a ton of games. And if you win a ton of games, maybe you get that that first buy, that first seed in the NFC. And if you happen to do that, that doesn't mean you're better than San Francisco. That doesn't mean you're better than Philly. But what it does mean is you're going to win enough games that you would get the first round by and everything to the Super Bowl goes through Ford Field. That would be massive. So, yes, I do believe that the Lions could win the NFC in that regard. Now, getting to the Super Bowl, I have no idea. Podcast for a different day. I would like their chances, but it would be tough. Best record in the NFC? Get the first round by the number one seed? A hundred percent, absolutely. I buy it. Yes, I buy it. Could you imagine? First round by, sit a week, and then you play a home playoff game for the first time since 1993. And if you win that, you go to the NFC title game. I believe that can happen. I also think that the NFC as a whole is weak. And that's not knocking the Lions, but the AFC is tough. The AFC has better teams. The NFC has more beatable teams, at least in my opinion. So it's a prime opportunity for the Lions to take advantage. Let's go to the bad comment, shall we? Usually the bad comment rips on me. This time it's no different. Bad comment. It's a couple of reactions I got over the weekend. I couldn't help myself, people. Every now and then I turn into a bit of a troll. I don't run from that. I don't deny that. Every now and then 
I turn into a little bit of a troll. So when Michigan State lost to Iowa and a backup quarterback because Cade McNamara got injured, I couldn't help myself. I tweeted out, I knew the backlash would come. I tweeted out, is Sparty ever going to win another game this season? And it happened. It was very predictable. This is all from Twitter. I want to read you people's responses. For instance, Andrew DiPonio replied to my question, will Sparty win another game this season? He said, how many Michigan shirts will you buy at Walmart this season? Three? Question mark. Jordan says the following, you're such an effing troll. Please get off this app, get off the radio and shut the hell up. Not even your family likes you. It's not bad. It's not bad. And then I got one more from Amanda. MSU Amanda apparently says, dude, you should be fired. Way to kick us while we're done. Down rather. Then she goes on to say that, um, Apparently, Michigan can never win a big game, and they will choke when they get to the college football playoff. Here's my comment to Michigan State people. Guys, your program stinks right now. I've already done a video on how you should hire Urban Meyer. You probably should. But if you're going to react to people bashing you, at least do it in a clever manner. I mean, come on. How many shirts you're going to buy from Walmart? I don't even buy my shirts from Walmart. That's where you got me wrong. When I buy a Michigan shirt, I buy it from Target. Or Kohl's. Or Meyer. Definitely not Walmart. That's where you got me wrong, my friends. I just was at Walmart the other day. I bought some delicious pink cupcakes. Fantastic. Mm. Oh, delicious. Anyway, that's this episode of The Daily Ticket. We'll catch you tomorrow. This one's dedicated to you. Thank you, Detroit, for being just kick-ass awesome. You show up always. This weekend was just another example of it. And listen, I thought Miggy was definitely moved, and I think Detroit fans everywhere were moved by what happened on the field. It could not have been a more picture-perfect ending for the great career of Miguel Cabrera, but it was mostly great because you were here, and you watched, and you listened. And this is what you do. So, thank you, Detroit. You're awesome. We'll catch you tomorrow on the Daily Ticket. See you.